0: Well, uh, I'm excited for our teenagers, and I'm thankful for, uh, for the leadership of J.E. and Megan, the great job they're doing in ministering to our teenagers, and I'm thankful for the other pastors in town who are doing a great job. Uh, Brandon at First Baptist, Brandon, uh, help me. Brandon Phillips, no? Is that right? Brandon Phillips, thanks. And uh, then also, uh, the pastor over at J-Bar J Church, his name is Chris Weaver, does a great job with the youth there. And so those churches coming together, and uh, they had uh, a good speaker. I know they all grew, and uh, so I'm thankful for them and, uh, and grateful. Let's keep them all in our prayers as they lead young people toward uh, Jesus Christ. Well, we are in our series that we've been doing called AHA!, and uh, this comes from an acronym that uh, I've stolen from a guy, and I told you a little bit about him. And um, AHA is really, uh, let, me, let me turn this on here so you can see kind of what we're looking at. It's coming awake, coming to your senses, and coming home. We're looking at the story of Luke 15 of the prodigal son for this month. It's really this sudden spiritual awakening that has these three things that happen to us in AHA the A is an awakening, our eyes are opened, we wake up, uh, the, the blinders come off, and we see something for the first time. We have honesty, as we talked about last week, that we move from seeing with our eyes to speaking with our mouth, and we speak the truth about where we are and what's going on and this part of our life that, that we need to be brutally honest about. And if you're a Christian, this doesn't happen one time. It happens over and over and over and over. Because that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. The Holy Spirit is helping us be sanctified to look like Jesus. Now, does anybody look exactly like Jesus already? Anybody? Okay. In the eyes of Christ, you do because you're justified by grace. You're justified by faith. So in the eyes of God, he sees Christ. But our behavior isn't showing that yet. And so over and over and over and over, we have these moments where we awaken and we go, I didn't even see. I'm so greedy or I'm so prideful. I'm so full of racism or whatever it is that's inside of us. And We go, oh, I didn't even see that. I'm full of that. And we have this awakening, and then hopefully we're brutally honest. These, uh, as, I, as I've said here, as you're filling the blanks, these ingredients, if you're doing that, if you like to do the fill in the blanks in the, in the bulletin, some of you like to do that, then, then we've talked about the awakening is our eyes, and the honesty is our mouth. But a lot of times, we get stuck right there. That's it. We see something about ourselves, we maybe even speak some words about it, and we stop. I was at a minister's conference a few years ago, and I've been to lots of minister's conferences through the years, but this particular one, there was a, there was a person that was speaking, uh, and I can't remember if it was a man or a woman, but whoever it was it was really powerful what they were teaching that day. And, and, it, and I had this experience as the person was speaking that I was like, does this person have a camera at my house? Did my wife send this person a text and tell them what, you know, because, have you ever had this experience where you just think, maybe here at church even, hey, is John, John's trying to tell me something, you know? And the truth is, that's, that's not what's happening. The minister that day wasn't telling me anything, didn't even know me. I'm not trying to tell you something, but God's spirit does that through the preaching of his word. And that's what happened that day as I sat there. My eyes began to be open about some of the things that this person was talking about. And he gave us a little time during the lesson for us just to to be still and and be honest with ourselves. And and I had to really begin to admit to myself. I spoke to myself internally about some of the issues and the problems that I need to deal with in my life that I just had to admit, John, you're hurting other people. You're hurting yourself, John. You're hurting God, John. John. My eyes were open. My mouth was telling the truth. And it's easy. It's been my experience. It's easy in my life to stop right there and say, Boy, that sure was a good lesson. I sure had an experience right there. Sure did tug at my heart and sit on the pew. And that's the end of it. You ever had this experience? I'll tell you the rest of that story in a little while. Let's pray. God, I thank you today for this time to be together. I thank you for, again, for J.E. and Megan. I thank you for Chris Weaver. Thank you for Brandon Phillips. Thank you for Kirk, the pastor who's here today with his uh, group from Kansas, from Mania, Kansas, from their church. And I just pray, God, that you would bless these these ministers, these pastors, these people who are watching over uh, the flock and who are who are teaching and leading and guiding God. In, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would empower them to do the work that you lead them to do. Today, God, as we, as we read this story about the prodigal son, if need be, would you open our eyes? If need be, would you Would you help us to speak the truth to ourselves? If need be, God, would you help us to take action? And we pray that your spirit would do all of that powerfully. We surrender. We crack open our hearts just a little bit today and ask you to come in. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our scripture again today is from Luke 15. And we'll read these verses. When he came to his senses, this is the prodigal son. Let me back up this, the prodigal son. He's taken the money from his dad, run off, had a party. Man, it was great, whatever amount of time that was. Now the famine came. He finds himself in the pig pen. He's starving to death. His life is in a horrible place. And he says this. The Bible says this. Jesus tells this story. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'll set out. I'll go back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven, and I've sinned against you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired hands. So he got up, and he went to his father. See, it's verse 20 that gives significance to the whole story. Because, because if there's no verse 20, it's really not a great story. It's just not. It's a universal story. It's a story we've all had where we look around and we see where we're at and we think, man, I, I, sh- I probably shouldn't be here. This isn't that great. And then we just stayed there. Now, the most universal experience of this kind, it, it really relates with our health, Carl was talking about this in his class today. About dieting or about something in our health, okay? Whatever else it might be that we need to change. Universally, we've all had awakening. Maybe it happened on the bathroom scale in the morning and you've quickly jumped off of that. Maybe it was at the doctor's office when your hand was shaking and you held the test results. Maybe it's when you stood in front of a mirror and looked but your eyes were open, and you begin to be honest with yourself, and you start to say some words like this: "I got to make some changes." You start to tell some people, "I got to do some things different. I got to start eating healthier food. I got to eat less. I got to eat less fried food. I've got to, you know, what I've got to do? I've got to get up early, and I got to go to the gym. I've, I've got to start getting up and going for a walk in the morning. Whatever it is, you start saying these words to the people around you. You've had an awakening. You started to speak the words." And every single one of us probably have been there in some way or other in our life. But then the alarm clock goes off at this ungodly hour called 5.30 that should really just have a p.m. attached to it, but it has an a.m. on it, you know. And you roll over and and you just, what do you do? You you probably hit the snooze button. At least for 10 more minutes, or maybe you just turn it off and you think, you know what, you know what I'm going to do? I know what I'm going to do. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, manana, that's what I'm gonna do. Tomorrow is the day, that's when I'm gonna start. Or maybe you get a couple of days under your belt and you head down to Alamo, you gotta do some business down there or something, and you you think, I'll run into Chili's or Applebee's and I'll have a quick lunch, you know, I'll get get a little healthy signal. It's symbols beside their their menu, and I'll get one of those, or I'll get a salad or something. And, you know, you open up the menu and, and there's this huge sign that says, Two appetizers, buy one, get the other one free, right? And you're like, are you talking to me, God? You know, I mean, is this is this a message from you? I mean, it's it really, it could, it's only a good steward if I if I take advantage of this, you know, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a good steward of my money and buy one, you know, with the uh, you know what what like the the blossom? What's that blossom thing? You guys know what I'm talking about the. Onion, blossom, right? You know, one of those and then one like egg roll deal or something like that. You know, and they're, I know they're both fried, but you know, it's maybe like God is saying I'm proud of you and I just want to give you a pat on the back and go ahead and celebrate what you've started. You know, celebrate it today and tomorrow we'll get serious about this. Now some of you are laughing because you're like, oh, does he have a camera at my house? You know, that's what some of you are asking. So I just want to connect these phrases as you look at our text today here behind me. Look at the flow. He came to his senses. He said, the text literally says he said to himself. It's implied in the NIV, but he said to himself. And then verse 20, the flow goes to verse 20. So he got up. And that's the flow of aha, of a change, of repentance, of something changing in our life. We come to our senses, we say to ourselves, and then we get up. And the question today then is this. When are you going to get up? Because, see, that's the third step. We said the first step has to do with our eyes, the second step with our mouth, but the third step right here, it has to do with our feet. Our feet have to move, they've got to walk, they've got to take a step. Paul says it this way in Galatians 5 let us keep in step with the Spirit. See, it doesn't just say, let us think with the Spirit. Let us feel with the Spirit. Let us speak with the Spirit or or, or awaken with the Spirit. It says let us do what? Let us keep in step with the Spirit. John says it this way. Whoever claims to live in Christ must walk as Christ. It takes steps. It takes moving. It takes the next thing that the Holy Spirit asks us to to do. We have to move our feet. And I'm amazed, really, to be honest with you, I've been doing this for 25 years now. 25 years working as a minister. And I'm amazed how many people in those 25 years have come to talk to me at my office, or have come forward in a service. And they're saying, my eyes have been open and my mouth is saying some words. And, And over the years, I've watched and listened to this, and I've come to this place where I'm saying, Okay, that's great. I'm listening and I'm going to pray, and I understand, I've been there, I know what you're saying. Now what are you going to do? What's the next step that God is leading you toward? And oftentimes I got to tell you the truth. You know what I hear? Oh, oh, well, John, you, I mean, you don't get it. It's really complicated. It's re- I mean it's, it's a mess. I, I can't really do it. I, I mean, I know what the Bible says. I know what God says, I'm supposed to do, but it's complicated, John. And, and what I try to say, And what I'm trying to say to you today, if that's where you're at, is this. It's hard. But it's simple. It's difficult to take the next step. But it's not that complicated. You're making it complicated. And so I'm praying I'm praying that like the prodigal that our stories will be so she got up. So he got up and took the next step. That's what the prodigal did. Don't you think it was hard for him? Traveled from a distant country all the way back to his father on a hungry stomach? Don't you think it was hard? So I gotta ask, when are you gonna get up? When are you gonna get up and say to a friend, Look, I've been hiding this for a long time, but I just can't anymore. It's spinning out of control, or or I know it's going to, and I just I gotta confess this. When? When are you gonna get up? When are you gonna get up and say to that person that you love, that significant other, look, I'm telling you, I'm not sleeping with you anymore until we're married. I'm not. Some of you hearing that are go, that's complicated. I mean, you don't understand. I mean, that's really complicated. I mean, I don't know how that would come out. I don't know how that would all fall down if I said that. And, and, here's, and here's what I'm, I'm here to say today is it's not complicated. You're making it complicated. You know what the Bible says. You know what the next step of obedience is. When are you going to get up? When are you going to get up and talk to the person who hurt you? Oh, John, you don't know how complicated it is. I've tried that before. Oh boy, you don't know that. Oh, whoa. She? Woo! I don't think so. When are you? When? When are you going to stop complicating the matter in your mind? And when are you going to get up? See, here's the deal it's the problem is that we say, I know what the Bible says, but. When are we going to stop saying the word but? I know what the Bible says, so. I'm going to get up. I'm going to take the next step. When are you going to get up? When are you going to get up and walk forward in this service on a Sunday? Week after week after week, you've been thinking, I know I've been thinking about this decision for months, for years, for a long time, but now's the time. When are you going to get up? When is verse 20 going to become part of your story? When is it going to become part of my story? Because until verse 20 becomes part of the story, aha doesn't happen. Lots of neat feelings and little goosies, you know, on our arms and down our neck and all that. Oh, that stuff happens. And we love the service today. And oh, John, you did so good. But until the third step happens, change is not going to happen in your life. This, this pastor I've been telling you about, Kyle Eidelman, who, who, who preaches in, in Tennessee, that that I got some of these ideas from that we're, we're sharing. He shares three symptoms that he says tend to show up when action is missing from a person's life. So that if you today might say, well, I don't know, I don't know if there's a step or not, but here's some symptoms. If there is a step and you're avoiding what God's telling you to do, these are some things that will be inside your life. Three indicators you need to take a step of action. The first is an underlying sense of fatigue and frustration. God opens your eyes up and he wakes your heart up But your life is not matching up with your heart or with your eyes. Your feet are not moving. And you know what it does? It just wipes you out. You're not kind of sure where it's coming from exactly. But when your life is violating your heart, when God is doing one thing and your heart is doing something different, it just makes us tired. And and I got to say this. It's these moments of our eyes being open and our mouth speaking the words. They're important. And sometimes some people have to get their eyes open and say the words over and over and over several times. And, and God, the Father, is patiently waiting. He's waiting. He loves us. He sees all that and he's like, okay, is this going to be the time? And, and, and here's the deal. We human beings, we, we need to be more like the Father. We need to be a little more patient with those people whose eyes get opened, and they speak the words, and then they don't take a step. Because we oftentimes just write those people off and say, oh, I knew it. I knew knew they weren't going to do it. I knew it. We need to be more like the Father who is patiently praying, hoping, helping, inviting those people to take that step. But i got to say this to those of you who are the people who your eyes keep getting open and your mouth keeps saying the word and you never take the step. It's going to wear you out. You're going to be exhausted in your life. And you know what happens to so many people because of this? They get burned out on the church. That's what they do. They say, I tried going to church, and it doesn't work. But see, it's not that God's ways don't work. That's not true. What happened is they came to church, they got kind of, whoa, I like it here, and I got tingly, and then God tried to line their heart up and line their life up with what was happening in their heart, and then they didn't take the step, and they got exhausted, and they got tired, and they quit, and they say the church doesn't work. Take the step. Take the step of faith. Second thing, second indication, unidentified tension. Unidentified tension in significant relationships. Somebody that you love says something, they don't really even mean something by it, and you're like, what's that supposed to mean? I mean, I'm just saying, I've imagined that happening. I haven't ever actually done that, but you find yourself just getting defensive toward people. What do they mean by that? Why'd they say that? And it's because, usually, because we're frustrated at who? Ourself. That's who we're frustrated at. Pours out on other people. Third thing. Third thing right here, undirected anger. There's just this anger inside of us that kind of boils around. We wake up in the morning, it's just kind of there. I'm not even sure, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just, I, I can't, can't exactly explain it. I got a short fuse, situation comes up, the car cuts me off, you know. I've been vulnerable to tell you guys before how I've handled that, not so well sometimes. And you know what, it's not about that car, it's not about that person, it's about something going on in me. short fuse with your kids and in better times you ask why am i like that why am i maybe i just maybe that's just my dna maybe i'm just just kind of cut that way a little bit well maybe so but let me tell you that oftentimes it's because god is convicting you and you're not taking a step and you know what accompanies that it's called guilt i'm talking about unhealthy guilt that the devil speaks condemnation i'm talking about healthy guilt that the spirit brings and says take the step take the step of action And when we have guilt that we live with, and we live with, and we live with, and we live with, you know what that produces? Anger. Anger. So it's the obvious question of the day. What action step do you need to take? What does God have you here for today? You think you're here for one reason, but what does God have you here for today that he's trying to say to you, this is the step I want you to take In your life the prodigal son he comes up with a really short plan he just says here's what i'm going to do and here's what i'm going to say and he got up but the tendency for most of us is to get to this point and then say okay well i got to come up with a good plan all right I mean, i got to figure out what I, exactly what I need to do, how I need to do it, the timing, what I need to say. And we do this little thing that starts with pro and ends with procrastinate, all right? That's what we do in our lives. We procrastinate. And you know what? It is one of the greatest tools of the devil because the devil is happy for you to wake up and wake up and wake up and wake up over and over in your life and never get up. He's like, that's great. Go to church and wake up over and over and over. Good for you. Just don't get up. Just put it off. You can do it later. And so here's a couple of things that keep us, three things that keep us from getting up as we move toward the end here today. What stops us? We want to put off the pain, right? Can you imagine being the prodigal? Imagine what it's to be like to go home. You know how painful this is? You stink like pigs. You, you, your clothes are probably rags you probably haven't had a shower in a long time you got nothing left of all that you took imagine if you bump into your older brother first when you come in the guy that's always had it all together always been there and you just got to say i'm sorry i got nothing i got nothing nothing painful and you know what would have been the easiest thing in the world for this guy to say? You know what would have been the very easiest thing in the world? The easiest thing would have been for him to say, when the season is better for traveling, I'm going to get up and go to my father. You, you know, here's the deal. I'm going I'm to go ahead and save up a little bit of money, and when I get some decent clothes, I'm going to my father. That's what I'm going to do. If he were to say, I, I just got to get a little bit better job, and, and that way I can be a little more presentable, then, then I'll go to my Father. And that's what a lot of us have done. And God the Father is standing on the front porch and he's saying, you don't need to do any of that. Just come home. Get up and come home. But we put off the pain. Another thing we do is we prolong the pleasure. Some of you are in a distant land and you're enjoying some kind of pleasure. And, and it's, it's not what God has for you. And, and there's no pig pen yet. There's no, there hasn't been a famine yet. You're not at the bottom yet. And we say, I just want to do this a little longer. I mean, this is really pretty fun. But this story and the Holy Spirit and God would say to you today, the famine is coming. The pleasure's going to run out. The pig pen is there. Now's the time. Now's the time to get up and come home. Here's the last one. We want to plan it to Perfection. We want all our ducks lined up so we can make sure that we know exactly how it's going to go down, what we're going to do, what we're going to say. And really, it's just not that complicated. You just get up and you go home. So what action do you need to take today? That's the question. What action is God saying to you? Take this next step. As we finish, I want you to remember another story in the Bible. It's Zacchaeus. Remember little Zacchaeus? Remember that guy? Little guy, but he was large and in charge, man. He was the chief of tax collectors, and he's cheating everybody and skimming off the top, and he's making lots of money, and, and he's living large until one day he meets Jesus. And when Jesus comes to his house, when Jesus comes to his house, he wakes up. He realizes what he's been doing. He realizes, and he's honest with himself about the dishonesty and the greed and the pride that he's had inside his heart and then the question is well what's he going to do about it what's Zacchaeus going to do about it he had the eyes he had the mouth what's he going to do about it and in verse eight I love this he says here and now I give half my possessions to the poor anybody I cheated I'll pay back four times the amount on the count of three I want you to say the words here and now one two three time is here the place is here the time is now and i'm asking what are you waiting for you know god is asking you to take this step what are you waiting for so i told you i was at that conference remember the minister's conference remember the deal i told you the person was preaching and the conviction i got and the honesty i started having with myself remember all that i've had lots of those and i've just sat and said that was a good service And after that, the the worship band at that deal got up and they started to play some worship music. And it was a time to, and you guys know how much I love to sing and worship God. And, and, And I just, and you know what I did? I got up. I got up and I left the conference. And I pulled out my phone. And I opened it up and I have in it the name and the phone number of a counselor. And my hands were kind of shaking, but I pushed the button, and I called that counselor. And I took action. I took the step that I knew God was telling me to take, that I needed to go get some help because I was hurting myself, and I was hurting other people, and I was hurting God. And I am so glad that I took that step. I am so thankful that God's Spirit helped me not stop Where I usually get stuck. So here's the deal. We're about to sing an imitation song. And this is the here, and this is the now. And I want to give you permission right now. I mean, this church, you know, church has rules, right? Okay? Unwritten rules. And the rule is we're about to have this little invitation song and you're supposed to either come to the forward you know, and say a prayer with an elder or you're supposed to just stay seated and hold on to the back of the pew and then leave and go get in your car. I'm going to give you permission right now to break those rules. During this invitation song, do you need to make a phone call? This is the here and this is the now. Leave. Leave and go make the phone call. Do you need to call a counselor? Oh, I don't know a counselor's phone number. Sorry about that. Here's one right here. (laughs) Pat Trimbley, great Christian brother, one of my good friends. Do you need, during the invitation song, to turn on your smartphone, get on the internet, and unfriend someone on Facebook? I'm giving you permission to leave and go do that. Do you need to have a conversation during the invitation song? Do you need to make a confession You've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and putting Jesus off, and today is the day that you get up and you go home today. If you're an adult believer and, and you've been waiting for just the right time, I've got to s- schedule it just right and just the right plan to get baptized just at this right time. If you're an adult believer, I'm telling you it's here and it's now. So get up and go home. You have my permission and you have God's invitation. Let's stand and let's sing.